0: I'm
1: Welcome everybody, I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for pre retirement Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake wondering if you have enough money to pay bills, let alone retire, In this show, your vision will be transformed and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals and businesses in the past 20 plus years and I'm proud to say I've never lost one dollar of my client's money. What I share are safe strategies and actually these things are secrets. Pre-retirement, it's plan retirement early so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. I think retirement is in a state of mind, and you could be in that state of mind even while you're working. So I've reached out and got some great experts to be on my show to share with you this way to envision yourself in these places. And today, I'm so honored to have Adam C. Hall. And Adam is really amazing. I, I think his bio is going to be way longer than I can share with you, but he, I'll give you a little short recap here. He's brokered and acquired and developed and redeveloped a broad range of real estate asset classes. And he is the CEO of Capital Partners. It's a private equity firm providing sustainable capital to New World Ventures. As a leading impact investor, he is dedicated to quadruple the bottom line of profits, people, planet, and peace. That's what I like. And he is also the managing partner and founder of the EKA Legacy Partners, LLC, also known as the Earth Keeper Alliance. It's a for-profit company that invests in large tracts of land. This company is dedicated to the conservation, preservation, and restoration of the planet with limited sustainable development, and has received the highest five-star G.I.I.S. rating and B Corp. status as a socially and environmentally responsible company. Adam, I want to welcome you here
2: to our show. Oh, thank you, Chris. It's good to, good to be here with you again, and I hope all's well with you, and great to be visiting with the, uh, your audience as well. It's an exciting time to be on this planet. It sure
1: is. It really is. And it seems like everybody that I run into are recreating themselves or reinventing themselves and enjoying a second or a third life
2: within one. And well, that's that's really cool that you say that because I, I think it really is about that reinvention, Chris. And uh, it's good that we have collaborators like you and I having a conversation. And we can certainly... Engaged out with uh, the audience and look at how we can make a better planet and uh, make for a better day for not only for our, our own bank accounts but for our neighborhoods and our communities as a whole
1: absolutely you know you you're doing some exciting things that you're not just talking about it you're actually doing it and and there's so many different things I want to talk to you about your new book earth the Earth Keeper, and I want to talk to you about Maybe you could start just sharing with everybody the Earthkeeper Alliance mission and, and talk a little bit about what that
2: does and who you are. Well, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to because I I think it's really important if we're thinking about reinventing ourselves or pivoting ourselves or. Maybe we've come to a point in time in our lifetimes where we're beginning to think about our retirement, which you speak so eloquently to. And congratulations on on your great work. When we think about coming to a place of where are we going from here, and to make that purposeful and intentional, one of the things that happened for me, Chris, um, when I came out of and uh, being in the real estate development business for twenty two something odd years, I really asked myself, how can I do something that wasn't just about the same old lining my pockets and what's in it for me? Because when I was doing that, albeit perhaps uh, successful, it, it when I reached that point, it just I wasn't happy. there was something missing, it was that intangible aspect that was missing in my life, so I asked myself, and I'm sure and hopefully we'll get into it a little deeper today, but I asked myself, how can I go forward and serve the planet, serve people, fulfill my life, and make profits as well, and what can I do without just junking my experience that I had so far or the skills that I had so far, And I love real estate. I love the land. And it really became about okay, there's perhaps a new way to look at real estate. What is the highest and best use for real estate? And it's not always just. If you know what I mean, not just always how much can we pile on a piece of property or how much development that we 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 can put on a property, and perhaps we can do something that is less intensive in our case substantially less intensive to conserve the property, but leave enough development to make it profitable. so that's a little bit uh, gives you hopefully a little bit of an idea what we're up to at our uh at our for profit company.
1: If that's really exciting, as we drill down a little bit more into it, this, people will really get a picture. This is this is just so cutting. To me, it's cutting edge um, what you're doing, and I believe it's going to create a whole movement all across the planet. This is really where it should go, and is going. Um, but basically, I'm really curious about underdevelopment. How does how does that fit into the mix?
2: <laughs> That's funny that you you, know. you say that, and kind of interesting as I've been out speaking to folks and sharing with others um, around around the country, uh, bar none. That comes up kind of on the front part of the discussion, undevelopment. You know, like, how did you come up with that? What is that? All about and yeah. and to just give you a kind of a, a touch of what that is about, and we can certainly d- d- drill down a little deeper as you mentioned. But when I got to that point, like I, some say, it's kind of the midlife crisis, so to speak. And I really like to think of it as more like a midnight m- midlife awakening. But when I came to that point in in my life, and some of you have maybe have felt this way. I I said to myself what is the best way for me to fulfill my greater purpose what is how can I realize the gifts that I have to share and of course we all have a gift and hence i began to work on and look at the story of my life and all those things that come forth with transforming my life and having been reading prolifically you know a thousand books from eastern and western modalities and the old practice of that i grew up with in the in the protestant church just wasn't cutting it for me chris and so i began to study more traditional indigenous wisdom teachings of the Americas, namely uh, Native Americans, uh, Mayans, Incans, um, um, amongst others, but namely those traditions. And what grew out of that was that the best way that I could move beyond my old story, those old, Pains and hurts, and the those the feeling of guilt and the fear that I felt in life. And the best way that I could do that was to follow some of these ancient wisdom teachings. And what came for that, for that, for me, amongst many other things, but to kind of bring this question around undevelopment full circle. What came for me was that I could quantum leap into the place that I was looking to fulfill in my life and fulfill my dreams, that I could not just continue on in the old pattern and the old morass of my life, because undevelopment is code for deconstructing the past. And you see, Chris, I was living today uh, and tomorrow based on my events of yesterday, and yesterday, it was the fear and the shame and the guilt and the hurt. So the best thing I found is I needed to undevelop those old stories because they weren't serving me on a go-forward basis. So thank you for bearing with my long-winded answer. But undevelopment is a very powerful engagement that everybody can utilize. You don't need to go to thousands of hours of therapy or whatever. Needs to happen. You can just step into it right now with undevelopment. That's awesome. I, that's amazing
1: because I actually thought that was some real estate term, and and it's so beautiful how how you merged that together with deconstruction of the past. You know, when I first met you, we we were at at event and we got to I had the honor to share lunch with you and learned about your life and we shared our journeys and we both left the world and went on a pilgrimage and seeking the truth and seeking God and finding you know, where where the wisdom is. And and I think that's really what we have in common because the bottom line is that we're trying to help, you know, help people. And you really have taken what you're doing and brought it down to earth, it, literally. And I want your opinion on this next question. Do you think the earth can be saved?
2: The answer, is, in in hear me right on this one, the answer is... No. The earth cannot be saved. And let me share with you why I asked that I say that. Mm-hmm. And because it's because we see things is not about saving the earth. We see things and practice things about saving ourselves. And in the process of bringing ourselves into greater relationship with the planet then everything can balance out again. So just to clarify, it, who am I to say that I could go out and save the Earth? Um, that seems pretty arrogant of me if I said that. Yeah. But what I do know is that on a personal level, what I can do is save myself, to be, be, be in greater alignment with the planet, to to step into a greater sustainability in my own life, in my own practice, whether that's whether that's through consumption or the practice of conservation and preservation and restoration. So it's really about what we each of us can effectuate in our own families, in our own lives, in our own communities, and of course once that occurs. We have tremendous power to effectuate a greater change collectively. Now, that's when we're talking about saving the planet, because it's on a collective level. So, just to be clear, that's what is most important, is, is to really focus on how we can per- work within ourselves. The earth is going to go through its natural cycles. The Great Mother has done it for billions of years. That's what is going on right now. So we must focus on how can we relate and balance our lives in a sustainable way and keep ourselves and enjoy the earth. And that's, that's what we're all about at the Earthkeeper Movement. EarthkeeperMovement.org speaks to the power of our humanity, first and foremost.
1: Well, you know, that's really a, a great way. I really like the way you answer that because it really starts within first. You really can't do anything on the outside till you start inside. And they say, you know, heaven's inside. So that's the first step inside which will go outside and the earth will come along with it. We're
2: supposed to be co-creators, right? Well, you bring up a good point here, Chris, and I and I like that, be you know because it's so it's it, if I think about my own personal life and I was blessed to get out in nature. My dad took me hiking and I we loved going to the ocean and and the mountains. Yet I still felt disconnected from nature and the natural world. And so ultimately, what I experienced over the years, and I've written about it in, in, the, in the book, The Earth Keeper, that just came out with Hay House, was the power and the wisdom of nature and the, and the wisdom of the Great Mother Earth, and that it's readily available, it's free, and it's accessible in every moment of our lives. So there's a great power in that, but what you just mentioned is is really key, and that is the the environment is not just out there, it's in here as well. So it's about the total environment, the inner and outer environment, and how those two ostensibly different worlds (laughs) are really one world and how there is such great joy and unity in living in that type of experience. And I hope that makes some sense.
1: Oh, it it makes total sense to me, and, and probably because I'm in the same, you know, mindset or, or the way that I look at it, even within my own life. When I wake up expecting miracles, they happen. And if I wake up all depressed, then that happens. And it really is like putting on a, a, a pair of glasses, the mindset or the way... That you look at things. I mean, greater things we're supposed to do. We could change the world, but it does start inside first, and then you have the wherewithal to do all the other things. Um, And I like the way that you've brought in your what you're doing with your movement, um, and and with your book, the Earthquake Keeper Movement. And now you wrote the book. Why did what what made you manifest the book?
2: Well, I, I initially I had no intention of writing a, a, a book, and um, and some years ago, Chris, it, and some of some of your audience, you know, perhaps asked these type of questions, but I kind of reached the pinnacle of what I thought was the um, quintessential American. Dream the picture-perfect life, so to speak. Um, successful businessman, married my junior high and high school sweetheart. We have three gorgeous uh, children together. You know, joined the country club, traveled around. Uh, you get the picture. Um, but guess what? Something was missing. Something was missing. And so when I came to that point I ruthlessly and doggedly said I'm going to find out really what is going on what what is it that my life is about here why am I at this why am I here at this time you know how can I greater serve why did I come to choose my parents you know, and these profound questions about making money and being a predatory capitalist and having 501c33 corporations and creating you know, uh, certain types of retirements. You know, going through all the things that I was supposed to be doing and that I was doing. But, you know, what, what is something was missing for me? So what I did is I began to create a – it was like a puzzle. So if uh, if you can imagine if you would for a moment if you have a table in front of you and you have a puzzle it's a thousand piece puzzle and you and you all the parts are broken apart. And it's like, well, now I'm going to have to put my puzzle together. I want to find out how the, these various different aspects of my life and my life's journey and all these experiences that I had in my youth and growing up and meeting, you know, teachers and mystics and ministers. And how what is the relationship of all those things? And by the way, it all relates. It all has been put there perfectly for my own journey. And so when I started to do that, Chris, then I began to write down notes to map my life where it has been. And matter of fact, whether you believe it or not, but I mapped it in other lifetimes before this, uh, not to be woo-woo or anything, but just to say, hey, there's this greater picture. So I did that, and then I began to share those stories with people, and they begin to say, you should put that in a book. That could be helpful or supportive of others to not necessarily just inspire them, but to share some of the wisdom and some of the things that uh, uh, transform, help to transform my life rapidly. Because I... I didn't want to just continue on the same old way. I wanted to fulfill not just my pocketbook, but fulfill my heart's truest desire. Right. Absolutely. And
1: and you know what I find in sharing those deep, those deep treasures and blessings you've been given or I've been given is that at first there's almost like, you know, well, people, this is really woo-woo or out there. I mean, I left the world. I walked down the road in a white robe and my bare feet for 20 years. You know, I lived in faith, I trust God, I trust the spirit. Whoa, that's really weird, but when you talk to people and you, they find out that journey that you went on, they, it confirms what they've gone through, and nobody wants has been talking about it. So I'm so thankful to hear you talking about your experience and sharing it freely and opening it up for other people.
2: Well, that's that's really important, Chris, that you you're sharing that now, and because it does relate to you know why I wrote the book, and very much so, and you know many messages have come forth through this material, and and it's uh, and I must say it's been an extraordinary journey that I've been on, not special. I'm not any more special than anybody else, but it's been an extraordinary journey. And what I found and what really fascinates me today more than ever is that each and every one of us has a story, and each and every one of us has a gift. And when you share your story, it has a power instantaneously to Heal, to inspire, and to bring about a a quality in time that gives ourselves and others permission to come forth and fully express ourselves. So it's really neat what you brought up because that's what's important. And people say, "Well, what do you want to share with people?" And if you know, if it's one. One sentence, it's really share your story because your gift to the world needs to be heard. You are a difference. And that's the fun of sharing story and sharing gifts with each other.
1: It is. It's really exciting because everybody is a piece of the puzzle. And it's not no one can do it by themselves. It takes all of us together. And um, everybody has a significant part to play, whether they realize it or not. And some people are are just a few steps ahead, showing the light of okay, this way, this is this is a good trail. I've been down it before, so that's pretty cool. So, tell me, and this is fascinating. But tell me, what's wrong with being? I like this term though; it's really it encapsulates a predatory, predatory (laughs) capitalist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's there's just there there's there's just nothing nothing wrong with being a predatory capitalist. I and here's we live in a predatory world. The the yin and yang, the dynamic of um hunt or be eaten, that is a dynamic that's been around since the beginning of time. And it's the, the the way I speak to predatory capitalism is really one of empathy, because for the most of my life, most of my fifty two years, I too uh, was a predatory capitalist, and until I really understood and felt through my own personal journey and my personal experience that there's a greater dynamic. To capitalism. And that dynamic speaks to the greater good that capital can serve in the world. And the predatory capitalist is strictly one that is in it for themselves. It is in it for their own company. Their, their bottom line is strictly limited to profit, not people, planet, profits, or peace. So the conscious capital person is one that says, okay, I too embrace this capitalistic paradigm and this capitalistic reality that we're all living and operating within. Yet I want to come to my personal experience from that conscious place, that place that it can be of greater service and a greater Quote, good to humanity versus the predatory capitalist that just says, I'm going to eat and gouge and greed and have greed to all I need and more. And it goes really against the grain of traditional wisdom teachings that says, eat only what you kill. And Uh, So I approach my life today and the conversations that I'm having from that perspective, not from what's wrong or the critique or why somebody is doing something that ostensibly is not right or is in direct opposition to what is in the greater good of the whole. It's really more looking at it from the, the big picture, and saying, hey, let's all come together in this. Like you said, we are, we are all rowing in the same boat together. And if we know that, then we can operate that, to, we can operate that, that way and engage that way. However, the reality is that it doesn't always work like that. And a perfect example of that is what's happening around the environment. And if you look at what's gone on in the Western world over the last hundred and plus years of the industrial age and the technology age, and now we see the rise of countries like India or China, who are the greatest uh, degradators of the planet. And the U.S. does the same, but these two countries are on the rise, and as a result of their act activities, they are rolling in a little bit of a different direction sometimes because they are saying, hey, why should we be precluded from living and raising our lifestyles to a much higher level? So, so what if we have torn down 80% of our forest, like is what's happened in China? So what if we are building more coal plants by the dozens in China? So what if we pollute our waters like India? You guys have already done that there in the U.S. and the Western world. So we're going to row our boat this way, and that's the way it is. We have a lot of challenges, Chris, as it relates to rowing together. But, again, when we come together, at least in terms of our own lives, we know that we can effectuate power, and light, and happiness there. Uh, I, I think you, I think you know what I'm saying on that one. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: And and you
1: know, as as you're as you this is evolving because it's really it has happened inside. Now it's man coming outside, and and the way that you've made your changes that, that as you're progressing. Do you feel like you're you're changing? I mean, there you were, you know, millions in the house and the kids and everything that everybody dreams about. That is, you know, I've been hearing that story a lot from a lot of wealthy people saying the same thing, and I made it and I had a million and a this and a that, and I still
2: wasn't happy, right? Yeah, yes, indeed. Well, it's it's interesting, and I I, I think now more than ever in the times that we live in, and let's make no mistake these these are challenging times i i i mean the stock market may be doing going one direction and i get that and but there seems to be uh, uh there seems to be still uh, uh divisiveness there's 50 million americans that that are in poverty 16.7 million children right today go are going hungry and it's it's like really and we, the acrimony is still very prevalent. So, not to focus on all of those things, but not, but also to put them in a, the context of, well, wait a second. We do live in this reality. This reality and the life that we've been living, the lifestyle is really changing dramatically. And we're no matter who we, we are. My sense, Chris, is that we're feeling it in. From the inside. We're not just seeing it outside, but we're feeling something is turning and churning within. And the place that I uh, went in terms of my life. Was to that place because I knew that that was the place I could touch and feel my heart to bring more joy into my life to share with others. And that's, that is the place of greatest certainty and safety. So when we think of our wealth, we can certainly think of wealth both in from a traditional monetary perspective uh, and think of our financial statement and our, our um Retirement accounts, but we can also put in it into the context of wait a second, we have a wealth that nobody can touch nobody can it's it it 's nothing that's waning it doesn't have a beta to it it 's not swinging around it 's rock solid so we it's great to hold that energy as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that was exactly the bottom line of the experience of walking in total faith with no money, but nothing, and having everything inside. That that and money and everything I had need of would come to me, but that wasn't the thing. And and you know, I really, I I really want to take a moment now and and let everybody know. For those of you that just joined in, my name is Chris Miller. I'm the host of this show. Ready, set retire, and, and my, my guest today, Adam Hill Hall, has this great book. I want everybody to know about Earth Keeper. I'm so excited I can't even say your name. Tell them how to get your book. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Huh. Well, yeah, yeah the, but the book is called The Earth Keeper, Undeveloping the Future. It shares my uh, story. It's kind of an extraordinary story about an earth conqueror who turns to, to a preservationist. And in the process, I uncover our true nature and reveal the creative power of the universe. It's an exciting read. You can get it uh, at your Barnes & Noble. You can get it online at Amazon.com. That's where most people go today. And I want to put in a word for something that's really important to me, and that is I'm encouraging everybody to support their local Independent bookstores. Oh. Um, you, you can go there and get the book. If they don't have the book there, they can order it and deliver it to you. But either way, if you re- want to get it, the simplest way is you get it right online, and Amazon or Barnes will ship it off to you. And um, I hope you enjoy enjoy the read.
1: That's great. And then and then the um, Earthkeeper site. You know, I don't your alliance. What is that a good wanna give everybody the Earthkeeper Movement site so they can visit
2: what Yeah, absolutely. Well I, I encourage everybody to check out the earthkeepermovement.org. Earthkeepermovement dot org and that's a site that we want people to join us there. There's there's no requirement for money or anything, but to be a part of this greater movement. That is now it 's really exploding worldwide. We have over over eight and a half thousand people that have joined the movement, and we 'll keep in touch with you periodically to share some of the things that we 're doing and we're supporting uh, amongst other things, but we 're supporting uh, the creation and education of urban gardens, for, for to bring youth in the inner city into the garden to learn about growing food, to open the space up, to create green space, to bring earth into our planet. And so that's the one thing that we are support supporting and dedicated to. But put your name in there if, if you so choose. We'll, we're offering a free complimentary e-video book called Transformers of Consciousness. It's a 21 thought leaders for the 21st century. And there's it's really neat, Chris, because it gives 21 60-second videos, 21 60-second videos from the, these various thought leaders like Andrew Cohen, Marilyn Tam, um, Irving Laszlo, um, and others, and their wisdom of the ages that they're going to share. So you can go on earthkeepermovement.org, put your name in, just send it in, and we'll send you the link so you can get that free uh transformers of consciousness e video awesome, great
1: wow, well, you have so many beautiful things I was so glad to hear about that i didn't that must be uh, uh gardens urban gardens that is is that a new um is that new for you or
2: well, it's, it's come about in the, just in the last six, six months and, um, my wife and, and I had taken over a 501c3, uh, dedicated to, uh, earth service. So it's all about serving the planet and how we can all come together in our communities and how we can connect together it's 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 in this day and age, it's easy to be on the web or, or the social media and all those things, but it's a little more difficult to say, Well, how can I feel part of something, and we want everybody to know that they are a part of the earthkeeper movement that that each of us are earth keepers, and so it's it's just that place to connect and know. That we are together in this, and that we are rowing together in in our lives and to share our stories and to connect with others that relate to the earth as such an important aspect of of our humanity
1: right well that's that's a great and I encourage everybody to to go there and check it check that out and bringing it down a little more to you know. Bringing the environment into your own existence. What do you think about the ego and the spirit? Are they able to coexist? Uh, that's a
2: good. That's a. That's another good topic and a very de- uh, lengthy one to discuss. Yeah. And and the and let me just phrase it this way because I often speak to this. I was speaking out at UCSB recently to a gla- uh, class of graduating. of of seniors, and let me speak to it in the following context, Uh, because what I think is really important is that we look not so much at the separation of ego and spirit, but we put it in the context of how can we do things meaningfully in the world, that ostensibly is a world where we're operating from our ego, our identity of our, from our five sense sensory perception of our needs and wants and desires. How can we operate in that world? Because that's very much an ego based experience. Uh, and still have room or make a place for spirit. Um, And what I like to to do here on these type of questions, Chris, is to understand it in a place of being versus the doing. And the doing is all those things that ostensibly the ego likes to do. And the being uh, is just the presence of who we are in spirit, in our soul, if that is you believe in that. And that coming from that place of our purity and our innocence of love and the peace and where we come from as a place of in our kindness and compassion for others and a place of forgiveness. So that is our being. And when I begin to cultivate the place of being and cultivate that truer essence of, of in my life, then the aspect of the ego and the doing and the predatory nature that had been developed and ingrained in my life begin to wane. And the power of that began to take a back seat to the greater truth of my being and who I am. So to answer your question, can the ego and the spirit coexist, the answer is yes, it can. Because ultimately, when I return back to the greater wholeness of my being, the greater truth of who I was, that uh, the recognition is that that is really the the soul that I am, and the spirit that I am, and not so much the ego that I thought I was. In other words, my desire to be somebody no longer overwhelmed the truth of who I am. Hopefully, that'll make some sense. It's a big topic you brought up.
1: I do. I, I, I was well. I was trying to, you know. I thought I was going to bring it a little more down to earth, but that is a huge... We have to have a whole show just on that.
2: We're doing
1: years to figure that out, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny, but you brought up something, and 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 these these questions are so good, and that it's important that each of us are asking these kind of profound questions. And you know, I am a longtime student of the Course of Miracles, and the Course addresses these type of questions as follows: It's not about seeking the truth in life; it's about rooting out what is false. In other words, the truth of who we are and our greater being and essence, the magnificence of who each of us is, already exists. That is in doubt. It's just we often drift away from it, and we drift into this ego and this doing, as we've been talking a little bit about. So we need to just root out the things that are false that are forever, seem to be kind of serving us, they're always fleeting. It's pretty obvious to root them out, but it just has to become a choice that each of us makes. So if we do that, we can find ourselves in that greater wholeness of that being and, that, that, and create the kind of wealth we want in our inner world, as well as the kind of wealth that we're creating in our outer world.
1: Well, that's really cool. So, does that, does that have something to do with the subtitle "Undeveloping I'm, I'm the
2: Future"? <laughs> well, it, it all it all really does because it's if 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 we are able to take away, to let go of all that those various aspects uh, that no longer serve us that are. Inhibiting the greater expression of who we are and where we want to be in our life, financially and otherwise, then we are we undevelop that future. And in the undevelopment, what remains, what remains that being is all that we could ever even imagine in terms of our greater expression, whether that's safety, certainty the happiness, the joy, the love, the peace that we truly are as as human beings. Right. Beyond our imagination. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: <laughs> so right yeah. about that. You you talk about um that each one of us has a trademark. And <sighs> what do, what do you mean by that?
2: Well that's that's neat. I I um I'm glad you brought that up and um and it's really it's about saying the, the we have the idea of the gifts the gifts that we share whether that is an artistic gift whether that is more traditional left-brain gifts of of analysis and reasoning and doing things in terms of of supporting more traditional business paradigms whatever that gift looks like for us within that gift is embedded a trademark Something that says, this is a particular dynamic that no other person on this planet has. And each of us has that. And the question really is, do you want to discover what that trademark is? And for me, that trademark really has to do with undevelopment that place of unevolving, the place of involution. But to come into that place, the power of that is one that helps to change lives and change other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And for each of us, we can look at our trade. What is that particular uniqueness? It's shown up in your life time and time and time and time again. It's maybe been overshadowed. And overwhelmed, you know in my case it it was with all the the greed and the money or the the drinking or whatever it may have been, but when it t- I took time to step away from that and kind of undevelop the story, the whole paradigm, what came forth was there's a pattern that I can take with me that I know is unique my own unique trademark, and each of us. Each of us has that. Share your story. Realize your gift. And your trademark will be something that helps you to make a difference in this world in more ways than, than you could ever even imagine. That's great. That's beautiful.
1: That's amazing. I, I, I was just wondering, what I'm sure you have a favorite quote, and, and what is, why would this quote be favorite for you?
2: Well, the quote that we we speak to is the one that was set, put forth by Henry David Thoreau, uh, one of the great naturalists of our time, well, before our time, but some, some are immortal, and he certainly is an infinite in his own way, and that is in wildness is the preservation of the world. And what I found that in the wild... I found the preservation of myself. In other words, connecting with the power of the natural world, connecting to the the Great Earth, the Great Mother Earth, the Pachimama, as our Native American friends would say, is where I found my place uh, to essentially save myself. so that I could come forth and move forth in this lifetime in the way that could help me to most fully express the gift and most fully express the trademark. And Henry David Thoreau really hit it on the head. In wildness is the preservation of the world.
1: Wow, cool. I like that. That sounds like a... We gotta write a we gotta write a theme song for you now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you're 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 a writer, you're a lyricist. Bring it on.
1: <laughs> you, you provide the prose. You have the prose. <laughs>
2: that. really- well, it's a collaboration, Chris, and that's that's what that's. I'm smiling. I'm smiling at the moment in our collaboration today. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: we. This has been really, really been a joy. We have a few minutes left. And Adam, I thought maybe there might be a little cherry on top or a little blessing you want to leave with everybody
2: oh well you're so kind and it's been a pleasure and it 's been an honor to be here with with all of you today and you know as we look forward to our, our 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 tomorrows and we look forward to our afternoons and our evenings and as we come home tonight and put our head on the pillow uh, i 'm going to be feeling the the connection with all of you today and how we've come together to make our planet uh, a more magnificent and enjoyable place for us all to live and to sh- that we're showing up. We're showing up to express that and to share our stories and our gifts and our lives. And I look forward to hearing from all of you as we go down the path to uh, share our stories and your stories and I'd love to hear more from you all. And I hope you have a chance to pick up, uh, the earth keeper. Uh, it certainly shares my heart and my soul and the stories and the fun and the wild ride that life has been. And isn't it, isn't it magnificent? And, uh, so thank you, Chris, and really enjoyed being here with, with all of you. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's all about, uh, going for greatness and going for your dreams and really showing up for them. And now is uh, a great time on this planet. I've never seen such a convergence of of energy that is conspiring to support each of us so that we may unfold and blossom into those uh, greatest, greater dreams that we've been thinking about. So thank you again and blessings to everyone. Absolutely. And thank and thank you so
1: much. This is these are exciting times. In fact, all everybody's been speaking about all these times. So it's great. Really honored to be alive and share these times together. Um, everybody, check out EarthkeeperMovement.org. You've got to go there. Adam, you're doing such awesome things to share with people. And anybody else that wants to reach out to me, you can contact me at Ready. For pre-tirement, go ahead and send an email to KRIS at Ready for pre And you can get a hold of my book there and some free articles about safe strategies. So again, Adam, thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you on our show today and many blessings to you on your journey. Uh, lots of
2: love to everyone.
1: Alright. Talk to you soon. Take care. American Bullion is a trusted leader in adding gold and silver to individual retirement accounts. As a listed dealer of United States Mint, American Bullion specializes in converting existing IRA or former 401ks into self-directed IRA containing precious metals. With millions of precious metals delivered monthly, American Bullion provides a hassle-free process that ensures every rollover is an easy process. Now is a great time to buy gold. With a current economic status and means for stock, market, and gold values, why are most individuals unaware of the options and flexibility that self-directed IRA provides? Today we have a specialist from American Bullion, and I wanted to ask you a few, few of these questions. Um, what services does American Bullion provide?
3: Sure. Hello. My name is Todd Dutkovich. Let me give you a quick disclaimer. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a CPA. I do have a license as a registered rep, but that is a Series 3, so my special um, expertise is in the markets themselves. Um so, specifically, uh, what was your question again, Chris, that you're asking me?
1: Well, why don't you tell everybody what services does America Bullion provide?
3: We provide physical precious metals in the form of either bars or coins, and the, you can choose to acquire the metals either through a rollover or through direct delivery, and that's a cash purchase.
1: Okay. And and why would why is now a great time to buy gold? Everybody was saying, oh, you should have bought gold in the year 2000. And everybody's saying, it's high now, you shouldn't buy it. What do you, what do you think about all
3: that? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if now is a great time to buy or not only the benefit of hindsight. Well, let me know for sure. I can tell you historically why people buy it. And then we all kind of know what's going on right now in the economy and and why, uh, statistically speaking, it might be a good time to readjust our assets and move them into something that's more of a storage of wealth. Gold has been around for 6,000 years. It's outlasted pretty much every single reserve currency there is out there, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. It tends to do very well in times of economic uncertainty and unrest, It also does very well in inflationary time periods. And also, I think in this particular time frame, to answer your question, Chris, a lot of analysts think that specifically as we're talking, the stimulus will be coming out of the marketplace as we get more towards a rising interest rate environment than a falling one. I think we're going to have to pay the piper, so to speak, by printing so much money. And that piper is going to be inflation. So as gold historically being a lead leading indicator for inflation for these reasons to answer question, not only historically is it probably good for each investor to have a small percentage of their assets into gold or silver, but right now would be a good time to look at that because the stock market's at an all-time high. And it looks like some of that stimulus premium may come out of that market, and gold could benefit from that.
1: Okay. So what are the what are the benefits of owning physical gold? Yeah, well, you know,
3: and gas is like that. As opposed to something else, or just as an asset class. They are. Yeah, as an asset class. I think the benefits of physical precious metals—gold, silver, excuse me, platinum or palladium. Or that they will lower your counterparty and credit risk, no matter who you are. There's no guarantee in any price. So there's not, not selling gold here is that it's going to make someone rich or it's guaranteed to go up. More that this is a storage of wealth. This is a protection piece for you. Something that you want to make sure that you're going to take ownership of. There will be a one-to-one correlation of your dollars, to the precious metals at a particular time and price, and it's not an unallocated asset. So if there is a run on your physical gold, uh, you're going to get your gold, unlike all of our banking systems where it's derived and lended. So it will lower your counterparty risk, lower your credit risk. And allow you to take ownership of a portion of your virtual retirement accounts. Or if we're talking about the cash side, the cash is a devaluating dollar. It's because it's being printed. The amount that we can buy is less and less regardless of inflation. We've doubled the money supply since 2008. We all go to the grocery store and store, excuse me, and fill up at the gas station. We all know we're buying less and less. So if we're talking about investments, In gold and silver and using cash as opposed to retirement money, cash is a guaranteed losing trade. At least we know gold and silver have a chance to go up.
1: Okay. So what do you think the effect of the global economy has on the gold value?
3: Well, it depends on how you uh, qualify the word value. If... You're asking the retail investor here in the United States. Most people that think the stock market runs the world, which is incorrect. The stock markets are very, very small in consideration to a lot of the world markets. So here in the United States, I think if you ask the common retail investor, they're going to tell you that uh, the benefits aren't that good because the prices have come down since uh, 2011, almost 30-some percent. We saw bottoming out around June in the short-term lows here. Now, if you look at central banks that control the money supply worldwide by manipulating interest rates, I think it's just the opposite. They're buying gold and silver like they'd never bought before. So if you quantify it by just the price, uh, the short-term investors probably turned off. If we kind of tie back into all those other reasons I shared with you earlier, the long-term investors buying it up like they'd never bought before and it's not just your average guy. It's central banks, and it's India leading the way, and China's in second place. And they just made the biggest purchase in the history of all precious metals in quarter two of 2013. Excuse me, and that's from the World Gold Council.
1: Okay. So, that you know, the advantages, I've heard a lot about back and forth on this. What are the advantages of actually owning the physical gold versus an exchange-traded fund-containing gold?
3: Well, an ETF is a very good instrument if if you wanted to trade. So if your main goal was to be able to scalp, which is a type of trading strategy, or to get in and out multiple times a day, physical gold is really not going to work for you. Uh, physical golds, cumbersomes are its greatest assets, and that's that it's a physical product that needs to be shipped somewhere, handled, insured, uh, minted. These are all costs. And to make it, even though it is a very liquid asset, I like that it has to be moved around as opposed to these ETFs. So to answer your question, if you're looking to be nimble and if execution is at a premium, then it's worth taking the risk and owning paper gold or paper silver. But if you're looking for ownership and for protection and you want to decrease your overall portfolio's risk and you want a one-to-one correlation with the asset, then you need to buy the physical product because unfortunately these ETFs are not designed to help the average investor. They're actually products designed to generate an income for the banks. And so, it's a depreciating asset over time because a small amount of the physical gold or silver, whatever ETF you own, is actually sold from each shareholder's account on a daily basis to cover these fees.
1: Okay. Great tips. All right. Well, we really appreciate you having, having you on, on our show, Ready, Set, Retire, and, and we'll call you back again and get some more tips about why it's such a good idea to buy some gold. From American Bullion. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: All right, Chris, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: All right.
0: Dude, 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 I'm mad. Found out you can take the curve at 85. My whole life flashed before my eyes I braced myself to leave this world behind As a million questions Raised across my mind Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I say Any souls Was I worried about my own Was I haunted by The things I never did Did I embrace each day With faith, hope, and laughter Did I matter Did did, did I matter From that moment I became a brand new me With the golden ticket to a better destiny And I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I say Any souls, was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? Did, did, Did I matter? I hope I can be a voice of inspiration And my story finds you well Cause when the curtain falls, there ain't no second chances, and you don't want to ask yourself, did I live, did I love, did I matter to someone, did I give everything I had to give, did I save.